right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. Allison, how are you doing this week? Good. It was an interesting week. My The boys finished school and so now they're on summer vacation and your mom has moved here and had offered to take them to her house for a couple of days. So we were kid free for two and a half days. It was super, super weird. It was weird. It was weird to be in the house with nobody else here, especially after 13 weeks of having them home 24 hours a day. Right. Um, the family room stayed clean. I was able to eat a meal without being interrupted. But it also threw off our timing in terms of work-life balance. Absolutely. I, I felt like a lot of times I felt like it went back to how we were pre-kids. Like we just like jumped right back into that where we used to like be at work until six o'clock or we'd come home and do another two hours of work after being at work all day. Usually we don't have that opportunity anymore. Like usually we finish work and we come home and they have to make them dinner and then help them with homework or we have a baseball game to go to or get them to bed. Right. We didn't have our normal morning startup routine or our normal evening breakdown routine. So it was like we rolled out of bed, got coffee and started working without all those other steps that we do usually to get ourselves ready in the morning. I can't tell you if I feel like it was a good or a bad thing. I think we felt like it was necessary after having to homeschool for so long that we were just desperate for the extra time to get caught up. Yeah, it was super weird. That was definitely, definitely something different but apparently this is going to be something that you know luckily my mother is around and she's going to do this throughout the summer off and on yeah so we just need to be aware of making a new startup routine in the morning and an evening routine so that we don't burn ourselves out when they're not here right so it'll be uh it'll be fun though there's good and there's bad to it not having kids good not having kids sometimes it's bad but um this week allison we're talking about um more less of a business conversation this week more of a personal conversation i think yes it's about budgeting and 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 we budget for our business. So I think, in, and I'm sure there'll be an episode down the line, and we've talked about it before, how, you know, every year we take a retreat and we build our budget for our business every year. And we spend this whole weekend, you know, reviewing other things, but also reviewing our budget, making a plan of action, how to hit those numbers and continue to grow our business. It's kind of the same at home, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people spend a lot of energy building their business budget, but they don't take those same philosophies for their home budget. And, you know, your personal life is just as much of a corporation as your business. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where I think that it's important for people to realize that you need to run your home that way, that you need to realize that money just isn't endless. And part of this is, and we're going to talk about a little bit tonight, is the debt management side of it and preparing for the future and all of those things. But even if you'd like take those few minutes uh, a month and just review that budget and make sure that you stay on top of it. Yeah. And really today we're going to focus on the personal stuff, but they parlay together. We had friends in a mastermind group several years ago whose corporation was bankrupt because their home budget was so out, out of whack. And when I we talked to them about it, they said, we have to pay ourselves so much money because we're just over over our heads personally. So there has you have to know what you need at home so that you can also know what you need from your business. So let's first talk about some of our tactics for building that budget. And where do we start as a team for working on that budget with each so, other? So 
what we started doing a long time ago is um, I'm the nerd in the relationship. I like the spreadsheets. I like the data. That's absolutely true. And you're the free spirit. <laughs> um, so I do the technical part of it and prep the information, and then we go over it together. Right. It's it, And I think that was probably something um, for us that was helpful that we learned early on about each other is that you're definitely the nerd. You're definitely the one who wants to see the numbers and wants to see the trends. And I'm the one who's like, oh, I really want to get, it would be great. Our home life would be great if we had, or I think that we need here. And as much as, you know, the nerd, you may think that the nerd looks upon the spender as the evil one and the spender looks upon the nerd as the evil one. I think where we have gotten is that we understand it's good to balance each other out with it. Right. And you also find ways to like start really early on, like, oh, we should have. And then two months later, bring it up again and then bring it up again. <laughs> but I also know that when you start with that big idea, I start putting money aside f- so that we can pay for it. Because one of the things we are is we are debt free except for our house. And so we make decisions based on what we can afford to pay for in cash from our vehicles to clothing to things that we want to buy to trips. Exactly. And I think we would uh, it would be wrong for us not to say that, you know, we were we found Dave Ramsey and the um, Total Money Makeover series and books and and classes um, pretty early on. We were in our mid-20s, early 20s. Um, I was right out of college, maybe it Probably less than a year out of college. Yeah, maybe I would say our early twenties. You had heard you you had heard the radio show, and you were like, "Oh, you should listen to this." And then I went crazy. You, you did. I found the show, and I had been listening to the sh- to the radio show, and uh, I think I had you listen, and then all of a sudden, you it was like you became an addict. But it timed well into things I was doing personally anyway. When I got out of college, uh, my sister and I moved into an apartment together, and we had read the um, David Box Smart Women Finish Rich book. And so we were kind of already getting ourselves organized and we had gone to a couple of workshops and seminars. So it kind of played into our personal growth at the time. My dad had always told us, live below your means, you know, spend less than you earn. So we had that philosophy built in, but being a 20 year old coming out of school, where do you go from there? How do, how do you, what do you do next? So we both, um, we both came out of college with debt, uh, college debt. We, uh, I came into the relationship with other debt vehicle. I had a, I had a loan on a vehicle and, um, from listening to that, we pretty much, when we first were, even before we were married, actually, when we were still dating, um, and engaged, uh, we kind of got tenacious about those, that debt. Yeah. We, we knew that, if we wanted to succeed in life, the first thing we had to do was to pay off of our student loans. And so every extra dime went to paying down our student loans, every tax return, every every rebate, all of that stuff. And so we pretty much had all of our student loans and your car loan paid off within five years of me getting out of school. And there were a lot of tough choices that had to be made during that time. There were a lot of... Um, there were a lot of instances where we weren't or didn't do things that others were doing, concerts, we weren't going and ski trips or whatever it might be because that was our goal. Yeah, you know, it was hard to feel left behind, but we 
together knew what our end goal was. We wanted a house. And so every time we had to say, no, it's not in the budget, we knew it was because we were looking at a greater end goal. And do you feel like, you know, that? and we're now almost 20 years away from that, crazy to say that, but we're 20 years away from those decisions and those thoughts and those processes that we went through. You know, are you glad that you gave up those things, those concert tickets and those other things? Do you feel like this was the right decision for us? Yeah, because I have a great house. We've got paid for cars. We've got a great property. You know, we've gone on amazing trips since then. We have planned a big trip for my 40th birthday, paid for in cash. And, you know, I don't worry about the little things. We've got an emergency fund. And so when things happened, you know, how did we feel? How did you feel when we had to shut our business down for eight weeks? Yeah, I know. And that's what I was thinking about the other day. It's like, there have been times, I think, that and there, there are times that you and I have disagreements and arguments about wanting to purchase something or spend money or go on this trip or buy this thing. And I think that one thing that was sort of enlightening to me coming through all of this is I, we came into this shutdown with this COVID this fall or this spring, I mean, and we were able, we, I wasn't scared, you know, I guess that's the best way I could put it. I wasn't scared. At no point was I worried about could we pay our bills or could we do this or we could do or could we do that we actually made we're able to be in a position to make some choices to help save us money in the long run with a refinance of our house and other things and and it's it's kind of amazing to me now that business has kicked back in the gear and everything's getting somewhat back to a new normal if you will about how lucky we were during all of that and i i finally you know, not, not that I don't see this normally, but I finally got to see a lot of that hard work that we did pay off in this instance. Right. We didn't have to touch our emergency fund, but we knew if we needed to, it was there how long we could pay our bills. If we if we got to that point, you know, we have an emergency fund for the business and we have an emergency fund for home. So we knew if this was a sh- short term thing or, a you know, how long we could last on either end and you know, now we're just being cautiously optimistic, you know, the what we're making good decisions based on the information we have so that we can kind of protect ourselves. We wanted to buy a boat last year and we decided, no, we should pay down the mortgage because we don't need the toy if we've still got the other debt. So let's kind of stop here and sort of reset and talk a little bit more about where. So we we worked through our 20s. We paid down our debt. We put ourselves in a good position. And then um children came into our lives. We started to have to plan and augment things for those. How did we start managing or what how, What was the best way we found to start managing our money um, and budgeting? So I do everything on a computer program like I do at work. Um, we we use uh, Microsoft Money at Home, but I know that someday we're, gonna, we're, we're not. We're definitely going to have to change that someday as we're using a almost 20-year-old version of Microsoft yeah, Money. At some point, I, I'll upgrade to either the a quick a QuickBooks file like for work or Quicken, um, and I kind of run it. I everything I enter through there, so I can print reports for home just like I print reports for work. But we also have a spreadsheet that we got online that we sort of use to put in what our monthly income in, what our monthly expenses are, and make sure that those you know balance out and have everything. Oh yeah, right. oh yeah. Um, you actually you it's one that you built is the, is what I do for the. For the budget is I take I do it out of the program and we do I've got a color coded every month 
income and expense so we can do a zero balance budget. So putting everything down on paper for what we are going to earn and what we're going to spend so that we can see it on paper on purpose. And it's actually pretty simple. Like there's this one part of it that's a red light or a green light. And if we're over budget, it's a red light. And if we're under budget, it's a green light. Right. It gives you a quick way to scan through all of the information and then you've built it. So it's got a pie chart on the other side so we can see what percentage of our income is going into what category for housing or food or those kind of things. And we're doing that zero dollar budget every month. Yes. When we remember. So we were really good at it when we were first trying to learn how much we were spending. You know, you go for that point where you kind of have an idea where your money goes to we really wanted to know exactly where our money went. And then um, so we did it faithfully. We reviewed it faithfully. And then as we got busy and the kids got busy, we got a little off track. But we do try to come back to it regularly. And we did make a goal and a commitment to each other this year that we would do it once a month. And we tend to maybe skip a month or two and then we catch up on all those months in one month. And we do need to be way better about that. But yeah, no, I mean, nobody's perfect. And, you know, one of the things I heard on another podcast was just because I'm the person doing the podcast doesn't mean that that I'm perfect in, in every way. And sometimes, you know, connecting to review the budget together, it, we do lack, but we do try to make a good faith effort to go over it every month before the month begins to review last month and where we're going this month. And I think another thing that's sort of key to what we do more than uh, other things is that we're very transparent on our spending and our budget. We don't I mean, we don't really have hidden money. We don't hide anything from each other. You know what I'm spending. I know what you're well, not spending, but I know what you're spending. Um, so, you know, part of that is that communication side of it that we're not trying to hide anything from each other. Yeah, we're in a relationship together. This is a family and this is there's the, the bank account. There isn't your money and my money and I don't pay a bill and you don't pay a bill. We are funding this family together. We are paying the bills together as, as in one unit. We are paying we paid down debt together in one unit. When we got married, your debt was my debt and my debt was your debt. I mean, by that point we didn't have any debt, but that was the approach we took. We are a partnership. And in those monthly budget meetings, we you know, there are times there are conversations that are had sometimes that are sometimes uncomfortable. And not nice. And not nice. I mean, I, I guess I will say that they're not. I, I won't say that they're. We don't. We don't. I mean, we, I, we disagree. Yeah, we're not. We're not fighters. We're not fighters. We never really have been. But the. But that's part of having that budget meeting, so that the person who disagrees goes. Uh, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I need to spend less, or maybe we should look into investing in this. So I think there's part of having that monthly meeting is to make sure that communication's open. So you don't go six months, eight months, a year and not talk about your money and not talk about your budget. And then all of a sudden go, well, where'd all the money go? Well, yeah. And it's like we talked about on a previous episode where we said, you know, when you're making a plan for the future, you know, Talk about those things before it happens so that you know where you are before you're in an emotionally stressful place. So let's let's talk. You mentioned earlier one of the things that helped us feel comfortable going into um, the business shutting down this spring was the fact that we did have an emergency fund. Talk a little bit about like how do you know, how do we know what our emergency fund should be? And, and is once you get your emergency fund, are you done with your emergency fund? So following the Dave Ramsey method, he says three to six months of 
of your expenses. Um, but because we own a business, we we plan for a little bit more than that. We plan for six to nine months because there are ups and downs in the economy and what we're doing. So we have a separate savings account and um, that's not tied to our regular checking account. So it, to access the funds, I have to do a little bit of extra work. And then we literally once a year take an average of what we spend every month and multiply it out and compare it to what we have in the account. And then if it's lower than that, we say, okay, we need to try and budget to add to the account right now. So going into last year, our expenses had changed because the boys are in a different spot. Um, So we looked at the number this year. We said, okay, we want to add extra $2,000 to our emergency fund this year. And so I've included it in our budget to add more money to that account. The idea behind that is, is that, you know, and I said it uh, another week on the show, if you prepare for Murphy to come knocking at the door, Murphy won't come knocking at the door. If you're ready for him to come, he just doesn't come. And I think that was, you know, that's where, you know, you have to be with that emergency fund is you have to be, you know, prepared for, for worst case scenario. Hey, I've lost my job. I, hey, I, you know, need to go find a new job, whatever it might be, you need to have that money set aside in order to do that. Um, the other thing we should, we should talk about too, uh, wrapping up is, um, when you build your yearly budget. So we have big ticket items. We have, um, we, we put away money for retirement and all those kind of things that are line items in our monthly budget, but we kind of do the, the idea of, of, you know, picking those off early on in the year. Yeah. So with Dave Ramsey's plan, he has his baby steps and you kind of go through the baby steps. We're at the point now where we're saving for bigger items. So I, we go through and we list what are the big things we want to save for this year. And then I line them up and, you know, I start with so much money a week into, into the account till it's full. And then we move to the next one, kind of down the baby steps. And so we start with the retirement and the kids and the kids stuff on to all the way down as many things as we can do. And so, you know, we have more things that we want to save for than we probably can every year, but it gives us a goal to keep working forward towards. Hopefully most of you out there already work with your significant other, your spouse, your partner, and work on a monthly budget. But if you don't, you know, where's the best place? How should they start? You know, where do you start with a monthly budget? For me, I would suggest go to the Dave Ramsey website. He has a ton of tools. He has budget calculators. He's got some offers for the Financial Peace Program right now, which will walk you through the steps. Outside of that, you really need to sit down and figure out how much you make, and how much you're spending. It can be super simple, write it down on a piece of paper. Um, one of the groups I'm in, that's what what some of the people did is they wrote down everything they spent that month and took a picture of it and shared it with the group so that they could get feedback on it. And I, and I think the other thing that's interesting about it, and we, when we got really serious about it, probably two or three years into our relationship, was to, to, to really be awoken to how sometimes it's easy to spend money and you don't realize it. If you have to track it, you will be surprised and shocked how many times you go to Starbucks, how many times you go to fast food, how many times you do little things that are five or six bucks that you don't really need and you don't remember. And then all of a sudden you spent all of that and you go, wow, like I didn't really get, I didn't get anything for that. I mean, think if you go, if you get, if you get coffee every day, one or twice a day, 
five, six bucks a day over the course of the month, how much you're spending. And think about it in the sense of a relationship. Sometimes if one person in that relationship is doing that, is going and getting coffee twice a day, three times a day, and the other person's not, there's a lot of animosity that starts to get built up of, hey, that person's spending all this money and getting this you know, coffee every day. And I don't get a coffee every day. So I think that's something you need to remember as well. And that's part of where that having that tough conversation is, you know, and I I think that you need to be, you know, open to the fact that what you spend is not just on you. That's again, your family's money. Right. It's, you know, it's the, I want, and I deserve when you're in a partnership, it you, you, it goes out the window. You're not, you're not, it's not just you. And we're all guilty of it. Oh, I'm, yeah. we're, I'm still guilty of it today. I'm sure there are things that I do sometimes and you're like, I can't believe you wouldn't. Buy that. I can't <laughs> believe you but, you know, I think that that's ha- being able to have that conversation and being on the, being able to be on the same page about it, even if it is an uncomfortable conversation is important important to have. What are some other things, you know, so definitely you can download Excel spreadsheets or Google spreadsheets. You can find plenty of different things out there to help you do those, you know, make that monthly budget, make that plan and start there. Yeah. And you've got to do it together. Um, One person like we do, it can be the data person, but the other person has to be involved in it. So what we've ended up doing this year, because I felt like it was all on me to put the data together, to make you sit down and have the meeting. I do the data and you drive the scheduling and the making sure we have the meeting. So I prep everything and then you say, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to look at it. We're going to talk about it. We'll talk about on future episodes working with your business budget. But this week, it's just really important to think about your own personal budget. Start as soon as you can. If you're not already doing it, get a spreadsheet, get a piece of, it can, doesn't even have to be, it can be on a piece of paper and a pencil. Just start making a budget. Figure out what you're spent making, figure out what you're spending, and make sure it balances out to zero. And you're getting those things. Uh, you're you're starting to put away for retirement, and you're putting away for your kids' college funds if necessary, and those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, and don't get overwhelmed if you if you haven't been doing this yet. You know, take it in small baby chunks. Step one, write down what you make. Step two, write down what you spent this month. And then take a break and talk about it. Don't feel like you have to take this whole big piece of this whole big pie at once. You can break it down. And if you don't get it all done this month, do a little bit more for next month. So definitely start with some of those action items. Get get working on your monthly budget. Don't forget, you can find us on social media and Twitter, Instagram and Twitter, at BizMarried. You can also search for Married with a Business on Facebook and also drop us an email, marriedwbiz at gmail.com. We hope that you not only continue to work on your business, but you continue to work on your marriage. And remember, We're married with a business.